0: Hello, listeners. This is Filmgasm Bonus Episode 10. What? <laughs> El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, arguably the most anticipated movie in recent months. There both of us. A a- and total- Joker, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those two, yeah. Total Surprise was announced in uh, September with a trailer. Yeah, August, September, yeah. yeah. And every Breaking Bad fan... Went fucking crazy.
1: Yeah, lost their minds. Yeah. And
0: we were counting down the days. We had a whole party for this movie. And what a letdown.
1: <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had some time to digest digest the, the film itself. You know, you, uh, there's so much hype around it. Yeah. Because it is, a you know, a Breaking Bad story, essentially. And uh, it's got Aaron Paul in it. It's got... It's the new end of Breaking Bad. Yeah, and it's just, um, you know, it's what I was worried about um, initially when I first saw this was happening. I was like, oh boy, that might be the best ending to any TV show ever, and they're going to kind of kind of fuck with it. And that's probably not the best idea. But then the trailers kept coming out, and they kept advertising it. I just got amped, like yeah. everybody else. I got amped, and I got hyped up. And like Connor said, we got, like, got together to watch this on Friday night when it came out. And um,
0: just, yeah, just didn't. Just, the smile just dropped from my face. As yeah. further we went along, I was like, "Damn, when is this going to start?" Two hours, yeah, <laughs> of just yeah, kind of, kind of sludge, yeah, S- slow burn, yeah. Oh boy. So today on this bonus, we are going to take you through the plot of El Camino. Talk about how this happened. Talk about Breaking Bad, of course. Talk about some of our favorite moments in Breaking Bad, yeah, and just kind of celebrate the show and point out the good things in this movie, which was a gift we got from Vince Gilligan. But you know, it's not what we wanted. Yeah, and if you if you haven't <laughs> it's the seen thought that counts. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. The thought oh, that always <laughs> counts. If you haven't seen the film yet, uh, I you know
1: fast forward a little bit because we're going to talk about Breaking Bad later. Yeah, and that's we'll have a lot of fun doing that. So um, it's going to be kind of free game. Talking about Breaking Bad. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's dive into El Camino.
0: Absolutely. I am Connor Izzagheri. I am Austin Johnson. And you're listening to FilmGasm. El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, was released on Netflix on Friday, October 11th. And it debuted to a 94% Rotten Tomatoes score. I believe that's now to a 93 now. Like an 80-something audience score. People loved it for the most part. It featured the return of Aaron Paul as Jesse Pinkman, the role that made him a star. And it basically tells the story of Jesse immediately after the end of Breaking Bad, fleeing from the cops after Heisenberg destroyed the Nazi compound and freed him from captivity. Which is, again one of the most
1: badass endings of anything any movie TV show it's the the weight of it and and, and Jesse's reaction and the, the image we have of him driving away with the beard and the, yeah. the long hair and he's really for the first time in his entire life free yeah um, you know of course he's you know a criminal
0: so <laughs> but he's, he's he's free from you know he's not like a slave to anybody anymore he's free from the Nazis he's yeah. free from Walt he's yeah. free from his addiction yep He's his own man. And we do get a a lot of that in El Camino. Yes. But that's kind of all we get, really. It's like, Jesse's free. Now what? And the answer to that is not what I would have done. No, no. Not what I thought Vince Gilligan would have done.
1: No, me neither. I I, I really thought he was going to... Kind of swing for the fences here, yeah, and do something really, really creative. He had nothing to lose here. This was yeah a bonus, and, you, and plus you have uh, I, th- I believe it's in March of uh, twenty twenty we have uh, Better Call Saul coming back season five. Yeah, you come on, man. You're you know Better Call Saul is uh, one of the you know, most popular TV shows you know around right now, and uh, definitely very anticipated by uh, Connor and I. But uh um, yeah. when you when you have something like this, and you have a guy like uh, Aaron Paul and a character like Jesse Pinkman. Just kind of go for it, you know? I think you need to take risks, and this movie didn't really do
0: that ever. It didn't take a damn risk ever. at all. Like, ever. It's uh, like a filler episode of Breaking Bad, which had no filler episodes. Yeah,
1: uh, we watched it. Your mom was with us when we watched it. Yeah. Um, along with my girlfriend my daughters with us, and it, it was a good time. And, you know, i watch it with people. If I watched it alone, I'd have been like, what am I doing? <laughs> uh, but it was cool to have people there to kind of be like... Uh, are we right? This is kind of like taking a minute to get. To <laughs> I get had to make going. sure it wasn't a, just me here. And your your your, your mom said um, this kind of feels like a, a longer episode. Yeah, yeah. It kind of yeah. that's kind of summed it up. Kind of felt mm-hmm. like yeah, just a longer Breaking Bad episode without without these stakes because we're kind of like okay, um, okay. This is this is getting predictable. Uh, of course, you came out with a movie centered around Pinkman. We're pretty sure he's gonna live. So. All of this is just, yeah, like, it's just And this is a
0: Breaking Bad movie after all of our favorite characters are dead. Like, everybody we love from that show is
1: gone. That's why Better Call Saul is so powerful is because it's before they all died. So you can have Mike and Gus and those guys pop up and be effective characters. And this, Hank's dead, Walt's dead, Gus is dead, you know, they're all, and Saul's, you know, at the Cinnabon. So, (laughs) yeah, this is, uh, I don't know, like, what... And then there was these, there was all the flashbacks. You know, we'll get to that, so yeah. um, I guess we should dive into plot. All right,
0: let's go dive ahead, into Go ahead and plot. get into it. So, film opens with a flashback into, it, I'd say, around season five, right before Mike was about to head out. And it's Jesse and Mike talking about what they're going to do after. And Mike says, he'd, you know, he'd go to Alaska. And Jesse's like, hmm, I like that idea. Jesse expresses, you know, he wants to make things right. Mike warns him that that, you can't really do that. You can't make things right. So then we see Jesse fleeing the compound in in El Camino, belonging to Todd Alquist, the psychopath he strangled in the Breaking Bad finale. Yes. And he goes to the first place he can think of, the home of his friends Badger and Skinny Pete. Who are still fucking great. <laughs> I will give it that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That At the
1: beginning of the film, I'm like, all right, here we go. Yeah. We got, we got some characters that are fun. You know, mm-hmm. and then, yeah.
0: Apex, bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah, they are still fantastic characters. Oh, man. You, you're always my hero, man. <laughs> so cool. That was emotional. I liked it. Uh, Skinny Pete. Badger uh, kept fucking up with the car. Yeah, yeah. Classic. <laughs> uh, but well, there, you th- know. Th-
1: th- those, th- those three together, uh, and rest in peace combo... Combo. Um, those guys all together have always have always been just so much fun to watch and rewatch. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> always will be. His meth head, dumbass friends. Yes, who are loyal to a fault. I fucking love that. They just live off of video games and drugs. Yeah. The second they see Jesse, immediately they're like, "All right, get in here. We're gonna clean you up. We're gonna get you where you need to go." That's loyalty. That is friendship. Props. They yeah, have- just no questions asked. No, no hesitation. Let's go. They haven't seen him in a year. Yeah, he's been locked in a hole for an, for a year, and they hide the car. They, you know, Jesse cleans up, shaves his head, and he calls old Joe from the uh, <laughs> from the uh, junkyard with the magnets. Classic, dude. <laughs> dispose of the car. Joe discovers the car has low jack, so the cops are going to find it like now. So they got to get rid of the car. So Skinny Pete has. Badger drive his car out of town, gives Jesse Badger's car. Pete takes the El Camino, leaves it at the house to provide a cover story. He's going to take the fall for this. And that is fucking great. That's unbelievable, yeah. So right off the bat, we get a good start to what we think is going to be a great story.
1: This is also a friend who has been questioned by police before. Yeah. So he's a guy who's like, ah, I can handle this. Because if this happened to you and I, I'd be like, man, I, I've never talked to cops, man. I... <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs>
0: True, but before, I, can't hide. I can't hide. I can't hide all this shit. <laughs> but before, you know, it's been just like low, you know, low risk drug shit. Damn. Now Pete's going to be questioned in connection to one of the biggest drug busts well, in history, and, and
1: all these unquestioned these bodies, this just yeah. massive body count left of this compound.
0: With a military grade, um, like M60 rifle, like some or machine guns, some crazy but, weapon. They're like illegal. Yeah, those guns are illegal, and you know, the body of the country's most infamous drug lord. I was,
1: yeah, I was going to say, not to mention the, the body of Heisenberg. Yeah. yeah,
0: What the fuck happened here is going to be the number one question on every agency's lips, mostly the DEA, who never really come up at all in the movie. You get, like, one glimpse of the DEA, but you never get any kind of... Give me, give me a new character, Vince
1: Gilligan. At, at, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. If you want to introduce me to a new character for this movie that is trying to avenge Gomi and Hank, because they deserve... They deserve someone to, to to like have that passion and that emotion and carry yeah. with them because there's t- two characters, the only two characters the whole damn time who are trying to do the right thing and do their job. Uh, yeah, sucks,
0: dude. <laughs> it does. It, <laughs> it was does frustrating
1: suck. That, that like yeah, uh, there was like fan service in the movie, but it was all it felt gimmicky.
0: You know, yeah, not for me. The occasional name drop is not really necessary. I want. You know, I want, I want, I, I want new shit. I want Jesse to go through some new shit. Yeah, I wanted, you know, revenge. Yeah, I mean, he was—he's the last piece of a very big puzzle that connects the DEA, the Mexican cartels, and nobody's after this kid. Yeah, he and he's in Albuquerque. Uh, okay. Yeah, looking for like a couple hundred thousand dollars that Todd you you know had.
1: Yeah, and um, this again,
0: this is this is Jesse, not Jason Bourne.
1: You know, like, yeah, come on, man,
0: he's kind of an idiot.
1: Yeah, he, he needs like he needs Walter and he needs Gus and he needs yeah. Mike and Breaking Bad to like survive. Yeah. Throughout the whole show. I mean there's there's a time when Walter literally pulls him out of a house because he's fucking like overdosing, you know? Like, come on man. I don't know. That just I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And when people are like, Well Jesse's been through a lot, I'm like, Yeah, but like what he just went through was sitting in a cage there's no way he's in shape for all this shit, man. Like running from all this. He's been sitting in a cage. Doing nothing. Not getting strong or not, you know, running or working
0: out or anything. Yeah. No, he's been sitting. He's got PTSD and he doesn't have anybody to trust. They played with that, but they didn't really stick to it. They didn't, yeah. That kinda of pissed me off. That I never was went like, anywhere. So is he
1: freaked out or or is he gonna like, yeah, is he like, I'm a badass and I'm gonna get what I want? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who fucking knows? I don't know. Kind of frustrating.
0: It's hard to fit all that in and out in, you know, a two hour frame. Yeah. So we go to a flashback that shows Jesse in captivity with Todd, played by Jesse Clemens, who returned. Cool to see him again, but I don't think it was necessary. I don't think the Todd scenes needed to be here. I think it would have you cut that, you have time for developing Jesse's PTSD, establishing a new character, out for blood, you Any, know, anyway, anything else. Really with this, all we knew was Todd has money and he's even fucking crazier than we thought
1: yeah and we all know that Jesse Plemons is a good actor yeah we know this we don't need yeah we don't need that that's again that's like a fan service that's just like "Mm, that was 10 minutes too long buddy like uh, let's move along and show something new let's do something new because Breaking Bad was so so damn good at keeping you on your seat with showing you something that hasn't happened yet yeah and and this kept going back to that flashback let's show flat let's just let's show every character that was important in Jesse's life at some point I'm like, nah, man, that's not... (laughs) I want to see this guy running. I want to see a chase. I want to see struggle. I want to see pain. Like, come on, man. Uh, Just frustrating. I felt like it took... I felt like it always took, like, this safe turn. This predictable turn when it could have taken the L1.
0: Yeah. And surprised us. Like Breaking Bad did. Yeah. Like the show did. At every turn. Like Better Call Saul does. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. I'm very surprised that Vince Gilligan made something so predictable
1: yeah I, a lot of people are praising Jesse Plemons' performance which is which is fair he was great yeah but uh, Connor and I are saying is that plot wise doesn't totally need to be
0: there for that long man you know <laughs> it's a good chunk of the movie yeah but. let's do something else yeah so basically Todd's got Jesse locked in a cage in the floor and he's just telling him you know this weather's getting crazy yeah and Jesse's like how the fuck would he know <laughs> it's not like he gets the news yeah So, he tells Jesse, look, I need your help with something. So, Todd gets Jesse out for a while, like a day trip, and tells Jesse, if you try to run, I gotta go after the little boy. And that's Brock. Yeah. Uh, He already killed Andrea.
1: Brutal, brutal. One of the most brutal Breaking Bad scenes. Yeah. Maybe the most, to be honest. And
0: Brock is the only person Jesse has left in the world. Yeah. So, Jesse doesn't try anything for the sake of Brock. And what Todd needs help with is disposing the body of his cleaning lady who found his stash of cash. And Todd's so fucking matter-of-factly about this that it really disturbs Jesse. And it disturbs the audience, too. Yes. Uh, he's, I believe, eating ramen soup while talking yeah. about talking about what they're going to do with this body that's laying on the floor. There's no telling how long this body's been there. Yeah. it's just, Jesse, like, is immediately st- stuck by probably the smell. Ugh. His apartment is so cube, like cubist, like cubic. Yeah, yeah, like a, yeah. yeah. Straight out of an IKEA catalog. It, it,
1: it actually kind of reminded me of a, a like a like a Kubrick mm. Kubrick room, you know? Yeah. Kind of colorful, but like yeah, like modern, but really yeah, really odd and
0: strangely organized. <laughs> Very yeah. He's got the spider, the tarantula from when he shot Drew Sharp. Uh,
1: you know, you know, Gilligan's not shy uh, about shouting out.
0: Showing out people he uh, looks up to, so I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So, Jesse goes to Todd's apartment in the present. It's already been searched by the cops, and he's going to try to find Todd's money. And he spends all night trying to find this money. He doesn't find anything. And uh, he does see a news report on, on TV with his parents begging Jesse to turn himself in. And I have always fucking hated Jesse's parents. Oh, yeah. They're the worst people.
1: For well, the first time we see his little his little bratty brother in like season one of Breaking Bad, I just can't stand.
0: I can't yeah. stand his family. Mm-mm. It's no wonder he was drove you know driven to this. Yeah, yeah. Little brother's clearly the favorite. He's clearly the one who's going to go places. So fuck him. Yeah. And it's kind of sad that Walter White's the best father figure he ever had. And uh, before or after that. Did we get the scene where Jesse actually buries the body of the cleaning lady and grabs a gun? After, yeah. Because I fucking, I love that. After, yeah, that was was a cool moment. Jesse grabs a gun from Todd's glove box and just holds it. And Todd sees it and is like, I'm going to need that back. And he does. He's talking to Jesse like he's six years old. He's like, like, hey man. We're going to get pizza. I have six pack of beer? Oh my god. How does that sound? What kind of pizza do you like, yeah. Jesse? And he's like... You can see the tears in his eyes. Jesse's like, what am I doing? I don't know what to do, man. He could he could end this all right now. But if he does, the boy's gonna die. He's in the middle of nowhere. He's fucked. Yeah. And he knows that. So he's just like, I like pepperoni pizza. And he's like, oh, we'll, we'll get that. Classic. Yeah. Like, Good fuck. choice. Uh, he gives Todd the gun. It's so sad. But I think that right there is the best... Bit of performance that Aaron Paul gives in the entire movie. For me, anyway. I agree with that. I agree. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, yeah, I'd say that, and then um, a scene that's coming up. Yeah. Or definitely in my, top, my top two. <laughs> so, Jesse finally figures out the money is in Todd's refrigerator door, and that's when two cops arrive. And uh, this is Neil and Casey. And Jesse hides. The men start searching the apartment, and they find him by accident. He holds one of them off at gunpoint. The other one pulls out his gun and is like, Look, you're not getting out of here. Yeah. There's no way out. You'll just surrender and we'll make sure you don't get hurt. So Jesse's like, you know, he freaks out. He's like, Oh, God damn it. And he surrenders. And one of the cops grabs a piece of rope off the ground to tie his wrists up. And Jesse's like, Hey, what about the handcuffs? And that's when he realizes these guys aren't cops. Yeah. They just have a couple of jackets on. Yeah. Let's say police. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... He offers to show them where the money is to get out of this inevitable murder. And... Because he's like, you guys are never gonna find it. Yeah. So you might as well tell me and, like, we'll all get a cut. Yeah. So fair he, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So Jesse tells him it's in the fridge and he starts dividing his cut. And I love that scene because the guy's like, how about you fuck off and we get all of it. Yeah, like, yeah, If you're gonna kill me, you gotta kill the nosy neighbor and who do you think, you know, people are going to hear that. How far do you think you're going to get? So you can either shoot me in the fucking head right now, or I'm taking a third of this. <laughs> and it's it seems like that to show just how far Jesse has come and how he has fuck all to lose. Yeah, he's like, I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, Mm-mm.
1: I've been through any, any kind of hell you can imagine.
0: Yeah. So, as they leave, Jesse sees the truck that one of them has, says like... Can- Candy's welding. Yeah. And he realizes that these are the guys who built the cage that he was at at the compound, which is the most bizarre connection they ever could have made. Like how would why does that matter? And he's like, "Oh, I was I was wondering how long it would take
1: for you to remember me." Like, what what is this? That's, this is this is the new new character you're gonna introduce. Like oh. this is the bad guy, really? Lord have
0: mercy on my soul. They had know. well, everyone else is dead, so you go with the guy who built the cage. Yeah, Ugh, God. cool. Yeah, and this doesn't really affect Jesse that much. Honestly, he just remembers it and he's like, oh, and he fucks off. So what he goes to find is yeah,
1: yeah, I, yeah. I was gonna point. He drives yeah. away, um, and there's like that shot like in the the side mirror of him like standing in the road, like. It's like a shot that's been in movies forever, and um, that that was like a oh okay here we go like it was like a very menacing like I'm I'm but but then I thought I was like but why yeah
0: and then yeah then I, I was right you know but why yeah the only reason Jesse goes back is not for revenge so he can get that money to $1, eighteen hundred dollars eighteen hundred bucks yeah here we go yeah God, break open an ATM dude it's way easier I, um, <laughs> sell
1: I don't know steal a car I don't know sell it I don't know. Seems yeah, easier yeah. than yeah. Take
0: some stuff from Todd's place to the pawn shop and just I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like there were easier ways to get a whole two hundred bucks. Especially when you're Jesse Pinkman. Yeah. Yeah. Cook up a batch. Yeah. Sell it. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised they didn't go that route. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: I I'm and we're so used to breaking bad fans are so used to like this amount so what is it? It's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars altogether for the Yeah. We're we're used to them making that like in a day. Um, you know Walter had famous quotes about like, "Do you know how much I make in a week?" You know, and so, so th- these stakes just didn't feel that high, especially when ult- ultimately it was just eighteen hundred because he had the other, you know, other chunk. That was just like, "What?
0: What? If these guys had taken all the money, then yeah, this would be yes, a lot more. This would be way believable. different if he had to get yeah, if he had to steal all of it. Like I'm pretty sure in a bind, I could come up with eighteen hundred bucks. Find like, some that's, sort of way. It's not that difficult. Ugh. So what Jesse goes to find is the Disappearer, who Saul Goodman had a line on, for 125 grand. he will erase your identity, build you a new one, and place you somewhere else in the country. Yes. So, assuming you know the correct password, because the guy owns a vacuum store. Yes. And the guy is Ed, played by the late... Robert Forster, oh, man. who tragically died the day this came out, of brain cancer at the age of yes. seventy-eight. Yeah, on yeah on October eleventh. Uh, I couldn't believe that Forster, and he to me
1: he he brings Jesse Pinkman out right. Yeah, in that scene. Yeah. In that scene, that's when Jesse's like, you know, kind of like, kind of yelling a little bit and just kind of amped up and like, come on, man, like, give me that. You know, you I'm I'm only you know eighteen hundred dollars short. Like, come on, man. You know, it's like he's in that moment. where It's like. Ah, I'm just shy. I'm just shy of, of, of being able to do what I need to do. And I feel like he's in that scenario a lot in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says, of course, the famous line. I don't know if everybody caught it, but he says the number, 96%, which was you know, like was his grade of meth, and Walter was always a little higher. <laughs> what a cool shout-out. <laughs> Very nice. That's, that's nice.
0: Yeah, Vince Gilligan's always going to have that up his sleeve. Of all characters to reappear, I did not expect to see Ed, the vacuum cleaner guy. Robert Forster no, reappear. No. He had, yeah, he he was the guy who helped Saul become Gene manager of the Nebraska. Yes, uh, Omaha.
1: And then he has some. Cinnabon. He has some wonderful scenes with Brian Cranston. Yeah,
0: where they're playing cards together. He got Walt to New Hampshire, and this is just what he does but only for the right price and yes. for the right person. Yes. And Jesse already fucked this up once. Yes. So, he goes to find him. With he, good reason, though. Yeah. Sort, yeah, he, yeah. He yeah. learned that the Walt, ricin. Walt took the ricin. He's the reason this all happened. He was at the stop. Yeah. He's literally at the stop, and he was getting a cigarette to smoke, and he realized, oh, shit. And the van that was going to pick him up is the van he sees parked at the vacuum store, and that's how he knows he's got the right guy. He's like this 96% sure. <laughs> 96%. So Jesse starts piling up Todd's cash to Ed, but Ed says, you owe me for Backpack. Like, you owe me for the first time. Which is, oh, that's great. Yeah. Gotta love it from Ed. So he wants 250 grand. Ed's
1: like, you're, you're a punk and you're a fucking high profile
0: case here, so I can do what I want. <laughs> yeah. I love that. He has no scruples. Ed's like, fuck, you need me. So I saw a lot of Max Cherry there. Yeah. A lot
1: of Max Cherry. And you you do you see that previously in Breaking Bad, but here, oh very much so.
0: here yeah. very much yeah. <laughs> so Jesse starts grabbing more money out of the bag and realizes he is eighteen hundred dollars short, and Ed refuses to deal with him until he has everything. Yes, Jesse's like, come on, man! Like he threatens him. Yeah, it's great. It's Ed great. calls the cops. And the said, mo-
1: <laughs> there's like a just a shit ton of cash on his desk yeah. in his vacuum store. You could buy every vacuum in the store with all this. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny It's Ed,
0: classic Jesse So Ed calls the cops and says There's a belligerent man in my store who won't leave And Jesse immediately panics But then he comes back And he's like That was a fake 911 call Because <laughs> you would never hang up And he starts like, You think he's deciphered this And then the fucking cops roll up Yeah, because it's, cause it's Jesse And Ed just says Gotta love that response time And this is the best scene in the movie <laughs> It, it
1: is, it is. I really think Robert Forster brought Jesse out, and Forster just is always really good. And, uh, man, rest in peace. I love that guy. Man. Yeah. Uh, ah, he's a fantastic performer.
0: Yeah. So sad. Yeah, it really is. Devastating. So, Jesse grabs his money, gets the hell out of there before the cops roll in, and Ed tells him, oh yeah, he just left, and he gives him a description, and you had issues with the description. Yeah, well, they say he's six foot five? <laughs> No well, I think no. Ed was just Trying to throw them off Cause he I think he does know Jesse's gonna get the money And I am gonna Need to take this job Yeah I guess But what is, He says two things He says a tattoo of a, of a bug On his Like right eye uh, Yeah above
1: his Above his right eye Which some people Think is what Is on the beanie That Pete gave him At the beginning of the movie Yeah Uh yeah I don't know I just feel I don't know Cause there's confusion Cause yeah I would think He's throwing, trying to throw them off mm-hmm. But then there's confusion because of the beanie the
0: connection. Yeah, every other, everything um, else is right. Yeah, yeah. All he's messed up was the height. There's not yeah. a good job of throwing him off. Yeah. Or I don't know. Six foot six. <laughs> like, no one in Breaking Bad and Vince Gilligan's world is is that tall. <sighs> <laughs> so, Jesse needs to get 1800 bucks. So, he calls his parents and says he's going to turn himself in. So And he asks if they would come pick him up. Yes. So, they leave and so does the... Uh, <laughs> the federal agents watching the house, or some of them anyway. He sneaks in the back, opens the safe, finds no money, but he does take two guns. One of them looks like a thirty-eight. the other one is a fucking, like, World War Two Luger. Yeah. Which, what <laughs> the fuck? Oh, I forgot to mention, earlier on, when Jesse's leaving uh, Skinny Pete's house in his car... He passes by a fucking parade of cops. Yeah, that was a pretty cool shot. That yeah. was a great shot. Yeah. And he is just sitting there, like, you know, trying not to draw attention to himself as hundreds of cops <laughs> drive <laughs> to the LoJack car. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I, yeah, I've, I, I wish I'd mentioned that earlier, but yes, I had to throw that out there. Unbelievable. So, Jesse knows exactly where he can get 1800 bucks. Welder's shop. So he goes there, and they're, they bought coke and strippers. Yes, of course. Yeah, these are not intelligent dudes. No, 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 not at all. So he goes in there and says, I don't want to rob you. I just need 1800 bucks. I consider it a favor. And one of them, Casey's, like, who the fuck do you think you are? And Neil's like, hey, shut up. <laughs> Which doesn't really make any sense. Like, he, he has some respect for Jesse. Like, why? Ugh, God damn it. Uh, (laughs) uh, Man, I can't believe this is our climax I know, can't believe it So Neil decides to challenge Jesse to a fucking duel Like it's the 1800s For the money Jesse agrees And he wins the duel by using the other gun he had in his jacket pocket He then kills Casey when he starts firing back And Casey's the worst fucking shot ever Indeed Indeed. Point blank, he misses, like, every single shot. Yes. Unbelievable, man. I thought, at that point, Jesse was going to die from a bullet wound. Like, something in the gut or something.
1: Yeah, but no. That guy is,
0: I guess, too coked out of his mind. And the other three guys, he takes their driver's license says he, he knows where they live, and if they come after him, he will fuck him up. He takes Neil's cash, blows up the shop. And that's when we get a flashback that is the ultimate fan service. Jesse having breakfast... With Walt. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Brian Cranston returned to play Walter White one last time. We knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If anybody was going to come back, it was going to be him. And Walt, I got to say, Brian Cranston is wearing the most distracting bald cap ever. It it made it made the rest of the screen look kind of odd. Yes. Yeah. I could see the line on his forehead. Like, Jesus Christ, people. It's like they filmed all this in a weekend.
1: Uh, like, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> This is like a science project. Come on, Jesus guys. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and they're having breakfast at a after one of their cooks. Who knows when in the timeline this is. Jess just eating a shit ton of pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What in the fuck? Then, like, you know, you got to get your electrolytes up. And Walt is being oddly fatherly to Jesse. He's it's never acted like this to Jesse. Super
1: calm, yeah. It's, it's he's a, always
0: treated him like shit. But yeah. Like, why now is he like, oh yeah, let's, let's be pals, let's go have breakfast. It's like Walter and Fly, and he's just like zoned out the whole time. It's weird. Yeah. He tells Walt, I mean, uh, Walt tells Jesse, you're really lucky you didn't have to wait your whole life to do something special. Like, <laughs> boy. And he also insinuates that Jesse never graduated high school, and that's, that's funny, Jessica's really offended. It's like still a thing, yeah. I totally graduated high school, dick.
1: It goes back to season, it goes back to episode
0: one of, you know, yeah. it goes back to the pilot. Apply yourself. But I get it, you know, if, well, I mean, he was fucking there, but, you know, that kid, I'd think that kid didn't graduate high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I didn't graduate high school. But you also didn't sell meth in high school, I yeah. assume. Yeah, no, I did I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I have my GED, so. Right on. I'll take that. <laughs> so, is me and a bunch
1: of a uh, bunch of pregnant women taking the taking the, <laughs> taking the test, and then like oh, a couple man. a couple like army veterans who were like taking it for like the third time. <laughs> yeah, oh, man.
0: Yeah. And then me. <laughs> hey, guys. Well, good times. Yeah. And I I, I don't like this scene. I want to like this scene, but I don't. It's unnecessary. I feel like it's there just because Breaking Bad fans would be pissed if Walt wasn't here. I see. I'm a you
1: know I'm a massive Breaking Bad fan. I and I would yeah, have been fine
0: with no no like,
1: no flashbacks, no none of all that. I would have been totally fine with just new 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 material. Mhm. It felt like it, uh, it. It felt like the film never had an identity the whole time, and then yeah. it, and then it ended. And I was like, I want to like this because it's Breaking Bad. I want to like I want I want to tell people to enjoy it and like go
0: watch it. But I, I I just didn't really like it that much. It's that simple. Yeah, them's the breaks, man. And of course, the movie ends exactly how you think it's going to end. Yep. Jesse pays Ed, who smuggles him to Alaska, gives him a new identity. Jesse hands Ed a letter to mail to Brock. Jesse's driving off. He has a flashback to a trip he took with Jane. Kristen Ritter returned. He says how he tells her he admires that she lets the universe take her wherever it pleases, and she says. I've gone where the universe takes me my whole life. It's better to make those decisions for yourself. And Jesse just drives into Alaska free. He won. Yeah. This piece of shit, meth-dealing murderer gets away. Gets Todd's money. And we're like, yeah. I don't know, I just I couldn't celebrate. Because the whole thing about Breaking Bad is everyone in this is a fucking monster. It's kind of a shithead in their own way. Yeah. yeah. Except for Hank, except for Hank and Gomi, who are doing their job, and, and even
1: Gomi sometimes is a piece of shit because he would be like, "No, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong," when in fact Hank was
0: right about Gustavo the entire Hank's time. Hank's a great fucking cop. Yeah, and I <laughs> Ugh. such a letdown, man. This movie, yeah, it really was. I'm giving it a seven for Aaron Paul's performance alone.
1: I'll give it a six. I don't. Fair. I, I, I look at it a seven as a passing grade in a way, <laughs> and I just can't give it that.
0: Fair. I get it,
1: you know i i you know I look at myself as a if i'm i'm Walter white, the chemist chemistry teacher mm-hmm. and if uh this movie was like a project turned into me <laughs> i wouldn't give it a pass i wouldn't give it a passing grade I'd be like apply yourself, <laughs> unacceptable,
0: ridiculous' <laughs> just, just fucking grading papers I love it uh, yeah, this didn't need to be here i don't i didn't like it.
1: No, it, it puts. Uh, I saw this in the car when we were driving back. Uh, you were dropping me off back in my car after we finished the movie. Um, we were like, "Yeah, this kind of puts a little spot on the Breaking Bad universe."
0: It does. It was impeccable, and now there's a black mark.
1: Yeah, because you had two shows, you know, running side by side. You know, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, both brilliantly done, and now you have this movie that comes out that was, you know, heavily, heavily anticipated. I'd love to see the numbers
0: of. How many people watched it on Netflix? Oh, yeah. And it was released in several theaters. So. Yes, yeah. <laughs>
1: Unbelievable. Really crazy. Mm hmm.
0: So, that's El Camino. The so, film. Yeah. So, let's talk about what really mattered in this world, and that is Breaking Bad. Yeah, the TV show. AMC's first major series, which ran from 2008 to 2013, went five seasons, not a single bad episode. A, an amazing show changed everything changed Brian Cranston's career forever yes. changed Aaron Paul's career forever Bob Odenkirk's career Giancarlo Esposito Dean Norris Jonathan yeah. Banks everybody involved Yeah, had a massive boost from this and it's so beautifully written it's a brilliant show good and evil don't exist here it's just grey Great, grey matter yeah and yeah one of our all time favorite stories
1: yeah yeah yeah, I'd say for sure it's a uh, it's it's become this thing that is like you said it's one of the all time stories you know because yeah. I think once Better Call Saul I'll get tacked onto it and you can kind of show your show your your talent as like a creator and a writer Vince Gilligan is he's talking about characters we know we know their outcome mm-hmm. yet we're locked in just as much as we were with Breaking yeah. Bad that's really amazing but um, I, I do want to say he's doing that it's still new content. With Better Call Saul, and you know, uh, so Breaking Bad, and they both are kind of their own show. They're both their own thing, even though they're just so damn similar. Of course, you know, Bob Odenkirk is in both, but uh, yeah, like you said, I think AMC um, Breaking Bad, and you had Walking Dead, yeah, Mad Men. AMC became a channel. It it became a golden era because
0: of Breaking. Yeah, because of this, and it just no other network wanted this. HBO turned Vince Gilligan down. AMC did. They challenged him a bit. They wanted Matthew Broderick to play Walter White. Yikes! Vince Gilligan said, "No, but I know this guy from my X Files time." uh, Brian Cranston, give him a call. He accepted, and the rest is history. Unbelievable, crazy, and you have yeah, you have the you know probably the most critically acclaimed show. I think the other actor in consideration was John Cusack. Oh lord, this never would have worked. No, Brian Cranston has that something about him, just you know beaten down, but also you know strong. Yes. In his own way. Ah, oh, man.
1: Stern. Yes. Stern. And he's he's the a dad he, you can never impress. And he's a teacher, too. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Good old Walt. Yeah. And uh, we've watched the entire series many times.
1: Yeah, I've done a, I've done a full three. Nice. Full three. What about you? I
0: think I'm about th- three or four. Yeah. yeah. Full three. And, you know,
1: of course, I've watched a bunch of standalone episodes, um, yeah, it's, it's it's one of my favorite yeah, like you said, one of my favorite stories. And I think I think I think there's other shows that are like technically better out there, maybe, but goddamn, the writing the writing and the characters yeah the characters in this show are so strong from like all across the board. Um even the characters that you're that you despise, like Marie or Skyler or, uh, or, or like the evil characters like Gus, you know, they're just, uh, just these people that have no, you know, no good bone in their body. Like, and they're just, they're, they're all, they're all kind of pieces of shit, all operating, uh, like, like Connor said, in a, in a gray, a gray world that is, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> what a setting. ABQ. ABQ,
0: bitch. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. What's, uh, when did you start watching Breaking Bad? I remember I was still living in Maryland. And uh, I was about 14. Okay, so that would be... Around, around when the show started. Yeah. They were on season two, I think. And my, yeah,
1: 2008 is when it started, so yeah, that makes sense.
0: My uncle had bought the first season at Costco and said, I remember, uh, he, I remember he said, uh, I heard about this show, I uh, heard it was really good, I'm going to give it a shot. And he watched the first season in like a day, and he gave it to me and was like, you need, to, you need to do this. You need to check this out. And so I was like, all right. So I watched the first episode, and I was hooked instantly. I was like, this is very intriguing, where is this going to go? Uh,
1: yeah, just cliffhanger after cliffhanger after cliffhanger. Every episode, just like, ah, I need to know. And, and that season one starts off so strong, and I think I think what was good for it was, like, you said people could watch it, like, in a day, because was only eight episodes. Yeah. So you just
0: went through it, and you'd be like, oh, my God, I have to tell everybody about it. <laughs> so good. Yeah, and I remained dedicated till the day it ended. And now I'm, you know, dedicated to Better Call Saul. Yeah. Oh, my God, me too.
1: <laughs> I, there's times where I... Say to myself, Better Call Saul is like maybe a better show, and uh, you know, it definitely changes my opinion. Changes, and of course, when I'm watching Better Call Saul, I'm thinking that because yeah. I'm watching it. Uh, but yeah, Breaking Bad is I, I started watching in season three, so I, I was a little late to the party for sure. And I, it was just there's just too many friends that told me it was like, all right, everybody shut up, I gotta try this. <laughs> and I did, yeah, I watched the first season in a day. Um I I immediately had to know what was gonna go happen in season two and then you know I just started watching live, you know. I I wouldn't even record it and watch it live I'd watch it live. Like when it when it was on, when it was airing, you know. Yeah. It wasn't even a show that I wanted to fast forward to I didn't care, I was like, I I need to be here. (laughs) Need to be a part of this. It um it really really opened me up to T V, honestly. Um I I wasn't someone who like binge watch anything, but then I, I did that with Breaking Bad. And ever since I've kinda chased that feeling.
0: Haven't, haven't quite got it yet. <laughs> <Haven't laughs> I found some it. shows that got close. Like Sons of Anarchy got pretty close for me. But uh nothing ever touched Breaking Bad.
1: Yeah, well my my, my favorite shows are are Twin Peaks. I adore that show. Uh The Wire, I adore um, and then and then I'm you know I think you are with me. We're both big comedy fans. So I just, it's always Sunny is so dear to is, that that and Seinfeld are so dear Love to you. my heart. Mm-hmm. I think Breaking Bad is five. I think it's my fifth favorite. Very nice. Uh, but that's my God. That I've seen so many damn series. You know over over the over the years. Yeah. And it it just it's and I, I watch it so much. It, there's not many other shows I rewatch. Uh, Breaking Bad just has that because again the characters are so so compelling uh, and so fun to watch and. And uh you know I think if you if you've read my uh, top five characters, you know my love for hank i I could watch him all damn day so i I just I wait for him to be on the screen you know I, like nowadays when I watch an episode I'm like where's Hank where's Hank you know <laughs> he's my guy fantastic, Hell yeah. fantastic show do, do you have um do you have memories of like you know because i i I felt like I texted you know fifteen people on my phone watch the show man like do you were you like that were you just amped about like spreading the news of see back of in Maryland, bad.
0: none of my friends were really into movies or TV. It was oh, all man. It was all football up there. Yeah, it was all sports. Well, it's a lot of sports here, but yeah. it's also a lot of movies. It yeah. was tough finding anybody who was even remotely interested in this. Damn, and it was all just really my family. And I, I mean, couldn't fucking avoid it. I moved down here, and nothing really changed in my high school. I there were yeah. a couple people who well, were you, into
1: it. A... You went to Blanco, Blanco High School. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a little country, but. You'd think. You'd think. You'd think people would still watch it. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, there were a couple people, but overall, just, I, had, I had a lot of friends who were just like, "Dude, get on this." After season one, you know, I, <laughs> like you said, though, we, we were in middle school, so it's a different time. Yeah, different time for us. Mm-hmm. I was very much looking forward to like going to see Spider Man and you know shit like that, <laughs> and I still am actually, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this Breaking Bad. Once I watched this, I was like, okay, TV. TV can be really good because really all the only big series I had watched prior to that was probably Lost. Yeah, uh, you know I had seen like some X Files and you know s- stuff like that, but, mm-hmm. uh, but like full series, like sit and watch the whole thing. Lost is really the only one, and let's be honest, Lost has a
0: lot of holes. Yeah, a lot of problems. Breaking Bad does not. I didn't get into Lost till I moved down here. I think Breaking Bad was like I was a huge X Files fan, and then my next show was Breaking Bad. Like yeah. I didn't have anything else really shock shocker X-Files like, Breaking Bad all my favorite shows I got into after I moved to Texas which is very strange
1: crazy yeah cultural differences maybe I don't know
0: <laughs> TV I think I just I needed those floodgates open for me and
1: Breaking Bad did it kind of yeah yeah same after that I, I watched after that I watched I started watching Mad Men yep I watched The Sopranos yep I watched The Wire I watched Six Feet Under I watched Dead Boy. <laughs> watched all those classic big TV shows just to see if I could find that find it again find that like oh my god episode to episode
0: I had that a while for uh, for Dexter.
1: Yeah, Ah, Dexter's a a good one too.
0: I like Dexter, but that evolved into just shit. Too long. Yeah, too long.
1: Yeah, that's that's probably Breaking Bad's best thing. It's sixty-two episodes. It ended when it needed to. Yes, they knew. They knew. Like, let's quit while we're ahead. Yeah, while the show, while we're making the best episodes we've ever made, let's stop. Yeah, so it ends perfect. You know, absolutely. They hit this
0: huge crescendo, and it's just uh, (laughs) ah, it's it's art. It's a masterpiece, flawless. And we put together. our top five favorite moments. Hell yeah. From the show. So why don't I'll, you go first? I'll
1: start with my five. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: So my five comes in season two, uh, episode twelve. You best believe we're going to reference every episode and season. <laughs> is um, so Walter is in uh, is in the office with uh, Saul, and this is this is this season two. You know Saul's not like a guy we've seen a ton. He's just just been introduced in this season, so um, we're kind of getting to know his humor and like you know like what exactly he does. And he comes up with this scheme to launder money through Walter Jr. Flynn's uh, <laughs> website that he's, you know, he's, like, taking funds for, for Walter's cancer. You know, he's like, hey, give us money. And it's this really cheesy, like, website that Flynn made. And you're like, oh, that's really cool, man. And, and then he comes up with a scheme. And it just, to me, defines him as a character. I think there's a lot of moments in Better Call Saul that would, of course, define him. But in Breaking Bad, I just look at that one and I'm like, man... It's, a, it's a, such a genius idea, and so, so sleazy <laughs> to do that to Flynn. Like he's like, "Oh my god, fifty dollars!" You know, like he thinks these <laughs> these are like legitimate, uh, you know, donations. And in fact, it's just Saul pulling strings, and that's he's you know he's sleazebag at his finest, you know, <laughs> in, in that moment for me.
0: So brilliant. What's your number five? My number five is from season three, episode seven, one minute. Where Hank is attacked in a parking lot by Marco and Lionel Salamanca, cousins Classic. of Tuco Salamanca, who Hank has just murdered, and it's fucking tense as hell. You don't know how the hell Hank's going to get out of this. If he gets out of this, the camera's kind of shaking. The camera's yeah. shaking. He he runs one of them over with his car, crushes Whew. him. The other one, you know, shoots him several times at the like once in the spine. Oh and man! He's coming up to to Hank. Hanks, you know, got no nothing left. He sees a bullet in the ground. He loads it, fires one into the guy's head, blows his brains out. Genius! It's fucking amazing. And it seems like that that really show that Hank is not to be fucked with. He is a, sure, no, he's a trained DEA agent, who, you know, is he's a cop. He's he's you know he's got intuition. He's a brilliant investigator. And he's and he's not just your your
1: policeman. Who he's like, I'm going to find the dirtiest, the worst. The toughest, yeah. I'm going to take it down.
0: He's in charge of taking down the meth trade in New Mexico and, by, you know, to a further extent, the American Southwest. Yeah. California, <laughs> Mexico. And yeah. Jesus. unbelievable, man. This is the guy. And this is the first moment, for me, that you get the feeling that he could do this.
1: That he could be the
0: guy who takes these guys down. Yeah. And it's... it's yeah, the, in- the
1: intuition in that moment is, like, he's, like, hitting hitting one with a car and then... Boom, like, it's just all, it's like in the back of his hand. It's really amazing.
0: Such a fantastic moment. I would have that one if you did. And he ends up in a wheelchair for a while. And, uh, Jesus, Marie. Starts collecting minerals. (laughs) Can you check the boxes for damages? How many are there?
1: I don't know, 50? Just check them, Marie.
0: Oh my god! It's been too long. Oh,
1: my number four is uh, kind of, kind of a little cheap, but whatever. It's a, uh, I, I kind of the pilot altogether. To me, it's I think it's my favorite pilot of all time in TV. Um, we have so many, so many brilliant images and so many cool, storied like devices, I guess, like in storytelling. And um, the character development is actually really fucking fast. Yeah. In the pilot, and I very much respect that. There's so many, so many wonderful moments where Walter is like in that mode of fuck it like fuck it fuck it I have to do something I have to do something Um, and you know the scene when he (laughs) he decides to go on the ride along with Hank and Gomi and Hank and Gomi have their their banter back and forth and he's like alright you know I'll bet you 20 bucks that this guy's a beaner (laughs) <laughs> and they make they make this, but two cops like <laughs> fuck these guys, man. Two DA agents and Walter, this chemist teacher, he you know, to our knowledge, probably makes you know twenty four thousand dollars a year and um, is highly highly overqualified for this 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 job he has. You see a Nobel Prize in his in his uh, in his room while he's working out in this very depressing. Uh, 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 uh. Oh yeah, you're, you're only fifty, man. Come on. <laughs> <coughs> All that said this pilot going going into that that part with walter being introduced to all right well i want to go see like i want to go see this meth lab i want to go see like the inside of it because he's he's curious and who does he see crawling out the window as hank and gummy go into the house to raid it fucking jesse pinkman coming down the roof naked with a woman much older than him probably twice his age naked with giant giant tits <laughs> And you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Can you put your mind back there when you didn't know who Jesse was? And you're like, the hell is happening here? And Walter says, mouths, Pinkman. And you're like, wait, he knows that guy? And you're like, oh. And then, You know, you find out it's a student. I just think that's just such genius, genius development in one, in one hour, you know, one hour of, of time. Uh, that's the kind of stuff I was looking for, the kind of writing and development I was looking for in, in like El Camino. But, uh, man... Uh, that, that, that stuff is rare, and I think it's really special in that pilot. That's uh, yeah, it's my favorite pilot of all time. So, uh, what's
0: what's your number four? My number four is also from season one. Okay. Episode six, Crazy Handful of Nothing. Uh, Tuco is just beaten the holy fuck out of Jesse Pinkman, and Walt goes to settle the score. He demands $50,000, uh thirty five for the meth, and fifteen for his partner's pain and suffering. Yes. Tuco says, fuck you, basically. And he says, "I'm going to take that meth you've got." And Walt holds up a, a, a rock of something and says, "Oh, this is not meth." And he throws it on the ground and blows up the fucking the fucking room. Genius! And it's incredible. And Tuco is immediately like, "Who is this guy?" Heisenberg. Yeah, that's where you first meet Heisenberg. Really? That
1: is the birth. That's the birth of Heisenberg for sure.
0: And Walt explains, the, like, maybe the most popular fictional yeah. TV character ever the best alias heisenberg <laughs> crazy and he explains to tuco like this isn't meth it's fulminated mercury i'm a scientist and tuco's like well all right fine here's fifty thousand dollars that meth you gave me is the fastest selling product i've ever had make me more we'll be in business and walt walks out of there like king shit of fuck mountain and gets to his car and is just like yes yes like freaks out to himself it's fucking brilliant Oh, it's my favorite moment of season one. Genius. Season <laughs> one is
1: riddled with unbelievable moments. They're, they're just firing. You know, they're really creative in that season. So much fun. When you know, you, it's Walter. It's Walter, and that's before Heisenberg is like born totally, and, it, ah, it's so cool watching that development. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number three comes a little later in the show. Um, season four, episode 10. Uh, Gus travels back. To kill Donaladio and all of his little 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 fuckers, uh, po- <laughs> poisons all of them. It is a genius genius scene, choreographed like a fucking ballet. Uh, I I I can rewatch. I do rewatch this on YouTube a lot. Um, first off, Don Donaladio is uh, that prick that's in uh, Scarface. Uh, he's, P- he's Pacino's boy in Scarface. Yeah. I, I've always just had problems with him. <laughs> it's just annoying. Uh, and I've you know I've always been more on the Pacino side. I'm like yeah, I'm with him. But. uh... <laughs> Uh, with all that said, I, I, that character you hate him so much because of that flashback. Yeah, and when you see Gus, you you're watching him turn around all these years later after watching his best friend, and his partner, who he intended to get into this business with, dies, gets killed yeah. by fucking Hector and you know, all these pricks, um, and you know he gets pushed into the water. It's a it's a legendary scene, and it's like shot, you know, it's ringing, and Gus is like, okay, I'm I'm not. Mm, I'm not gonna be Mr. Nice Guy anymore. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Gus now. Like, I'm gonna be the famous Gustavo Fring. It's fucking These brilliant. moments we're choosing are we I think we're choosing like big character moments where it like kind of defines them and then shows like a change and ah uh, uh, fuck you now you know I'm doing this and what I chose this is Gus acting upon that change and finally settling the score of uh, I'm gonna kill all of you I, I'm done with all of you uh, and to follow that up we have you know Jesse and Mike are with him we have a awesome shootout where they're like escaping and people are shooting at them and they're like you know getting away and Gus you know takes the poison himself because he you know he had to yeah to make it legitimate um, and that bottle of like thousand dollar tequila yes which that bottle appears again and fucking yeah uh, Better Call Saul I just, <laughs> I just love that kind of stuff but uh, yeah so so Gus is you know as this poison him he, he needs to go to the hospital um, and Mike has also been shot so Jesse is the man to, to you know take charge and do this so he takes him To where, you know, Gus has his own fucking tent, basically. (laughs) And, uh, Jesse is screaming, What about this man? What about this man? About Mike, who's in the passenger seat with a fucking bullet wound. And the guy says, This man, pointing at Gus, pays my salary. And leaves Mike and Jesse fucking in the dust. And he's like, I'm gonna fix him first, I'm sorry. And that is the power. The power in that episode of Gus poisoning himself. And knowing, and goes to the restroom and makes himself puke. And killing all these people, these huge cartel members... And then that, that power move of I have, I, I have, like, a surgeon just hanging out out here just in case, you know, some shit goes down. I, he thinks of everything until uh, a couple episodes later
0: in the season. Oh yeah. <laughs> My favorite bit about that whole scene is that I think prior to that, the flashback's the only time you see Eladio. Yes. So you already, just from that one scene of Eladio yes. and Hector killing Max... That's all you get of that. You hate them. You hate him just you from that. So them. you totally buy Gus's revenge plot here.
1: And by the way, like, Gus, is not a cool dude, man. He's not a fun guy. He's a monster. You're just buying in because of the development. Because yes. of all the backstory and character development he's gotten. You're like, yeah. I'd rather start with Gus than Donald Audio, because I'm yeah. with him. I've been on the journey with him. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy, you know?
0: Yeah. It's really amazing. It's that re- shit led to Gus destroying every Salamanca on the planet. Yes. This yes. was very personal. And he had been planning this for a very long time, and it's Years. The executions flawless. Years, oh, it's beautiful. Like
1: I said, it's choreographed like brilliantly. You gotta like, just go rewatch it. <laughs> uh, go check it out. What's
0: what's your number uh, number three? My number three. Get down to nitty gritty here. This my is number fun. three is also on your list, I believe. Yeah, is
1: um, <laughs> it's. It, I'll say it's my number one. Yeah, go
0: ahead. All right. Yeah. So, Walt is desperate for money. He goes to his his spot underneath the house, his crawl space, season four, episode 11, crawl space, and finds nothing. The money's gone. And he's like telling Skyler, like, where is the money? He's freaking out. And Skyler says that she gave it to Ted, the hush money, to to pay off his debts. And Walt collapses, he's panicking, and then he just starts cackling like a fucking madman. And you, you were like, Skyler's freaking out, and you're realizing like, it is over. <laughs> he's broken. Yeah. How does he come back from this? And the, the camera just zooms out as Walt is in the crawl space, laughing his ass off, realizing that he's he basically thinks, like, I'm going to die. And <laughs> it's brilliant. Well, it,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I love it so much. I, I It's just Cranston is, like, on a different fucking level in that. That's That's crazy. What he's doing is crazy. Like, wherever he went in his mind before that scene... Mm-hmm. I don't know that's that episode is very very intense altogether yeah and and it's the fact that it's Ted Benneke this this dickhead that she's sleeping with and he's like <laughs> he's just like all this work you because he wants to you know he wants to just be like you dumb bitch this is for you what because I'm going to die mm-hmm. and he wants to say that but he can't you know and he's just like Skylar are you kidding me and all he can do is he just decides to laugh yeah it is incredulous situation. It is, it is uh, spine tingling. When I think about it, I get the chills. It is, it is possibly my favorite like TV moment because it's so quick of all time. I just, I adore it. I adore that bit of acting. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like Oscar worthy. It's like one of those like, oh my god, like where the hell did
0: that come from? You know, that this- was another thing that Breaking Bad did. It broke the boundary between great actors on TV because. Before this, you know, TV is where your career went to die. Good actors didn't go to TV. And after Breaking Bad, great actors swarmed to TV shows. Yeah. And I will always love that. Especially,
1: that. yeah, especially, you know, I think there's, like, HBO shows that maybe could attract. But even then, it's, like, guys like James Gandolfini. Yeah. You know, it's not, not as, like, like a lead. Like,
0: you couldn't get actors, like, you no. know. Like, Dustin Hoffman had a show on, show, on Stars for a bit. And, you know, Steve Buscemi on Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's it's amazing. I love it. Truly, truly. Bryan Cranston just lights out. I mean,
1: he got, he won four times? Yeah. Four times the best actor in a leading role, won won the Emmy. That is just, that's pretty awesome. (laughs) Pretty lights out. The show altogether got fucking 48 nominations. It's really amazing. So, uh, so that's my number one. So I'll go to my number two, and that'll be it for me. Uh, and that, that would be uh coming this is this is the latest one I have, that'd be uh, season five, episode fourteen. Famous Ozymandias. Uh Hank Schrader, my favorite character of the entire series, passes away. Um and it, boy, oh boy. Le- legendary shootout oh, yeah. and legendary moments where uh you have, you know, Uncle Jack, you have Walt, you have Jesse, you have all these people on scene, and you got Hank laying down, uh, already wounded and um just uh what's going through his head uh, just my fucking brother-in-law like yeah. god damn god damn you and um just watching him uh his facial expression you can just he's just just trying to do his job he really is, he's trying to do his job the best of the ability the whole show
0: and at that point he's really just trying to go out with dignity yeah
1: yeah and he's like how do i go out like a man because this this sucks. This is really stupid that I'm going out like this. Because my this is because my fucking brother. You can see it in his
0: eyes, like I should have seen this. Yeah, and, yeah. Because so he's like, sad. I'm
1: a better cop than this. Yeah. But he's like, he's like, that's how good of a person I am, is I would trust my brother in law. Of fucking blame me, I guess. You know, it, it it's such a big moment, and what he says. My name is sex Trainer. You can go fuck yourself. You know, just <sighs> fucking legendary. That is that gives me the chills just saying it out loud. I I love him to death. Dean Norris deserved a lot more praise and attention. Um he wasn't just comedic. The comedic part of the show, he was he had a lot of depth to him, especially in those last seasons. Yeah. Uh, when he's finding out that Walter is indeed what he's been chasing the entire time. <laughs> really amazing. What a what a culmination, you know? Fantastic. Yeah. So then, yeah, and then crawl Space is my, uh,
0: the Walter, you know, that bit is my number one. So you go ahead with your two and one. <laughs> you're the smartest guy I know, and you're too smart <laughs> yeah. to realize he made up his mind 10 minutes ago. Genius. Oh, uh, genius.
1: And, yeah. and Jack's just Uncle like, yeah. Jack. And and Jack is that, that evil where he's like, I don't give a fuck about this guy. Like, yeah. I got bigger things to think about, yeah. you know? He's got barrels of cash. Yeah. You can give a fuck
0: about two DEA agents. Oh, wonderful. Boy, have at it. Two and one. All for right. Me. My number two comes from Season 4, Episode 13, Face-Off, the season finale, where Gus Fring finally gets his. He finally gets played by Walter White and Hector Salamanca. The Salamanca family wins. And it's fucking brilliant. It's my favorite death in the entire show. Because you you kind of see it coming, you don't think it's really going to happen. You think Gus is going to figure this out. And Walt figures out that Gus goes to Salamanca at the nursing home, Just to taunt him, so Walt makes a deal with Hector. Like, I know you hate me, but I bet you hate Gus more, and we can help each other. And Hector's like, "Yeah, I'm listening." Yeah, I would love to kill that fucker. Yeah, so he, you know, he fakes a visit to the DEA, pretends to be a rat. So Gus goes to poison him, and Gus has that great, "What kind of man talks to the DEA? No man. (laughs) Just ah." No man. No man at all. Fucking great. And Hector won't even
1: look him in the eye. Giancarlo is just so menacing. <laughs> Not one time am I ever like, oh, that seems like a cool guy. No, man. He's,
0: <laughs> oh, my God. He's like Darth Vader. He's terrifying. Yeah, the whole time. And Gus is going to you know, inject him with some poison, and he just tells him, last chance to look at me, Hector. And Hector... Leans over You know he moves his head over slightly Looks Gus right in the eyes With this menacing glare That just says I fucking got you And he rings the bell And you see the camera zoom down to the pipe bomb on his chair Gus puts it all together instantly And he just screams you know ah, And then it blows up The room explodes Gus walks out You're thinking like fuck he survived With a half face And you just camera pans over He's adjusting his tie And half his fucking face is gone and he just collapses. Brilliant! What the hell, man! Like it's oh my, oh my god, god. <laughs> just top notch. That 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 whole episode is just like,
1: woo masterpiece. One of the
0: best of the whole series. For Unbelievable. Sure. And then you're just the ending of you know Jesse say, or Skylar saying like what happened? And um, I was just like I won. <laughs> yeah, Skylar.
1: What? Meanwhile, Skyler's
0: at Hank and Marie's house, like, you know, hiding, and she's yeah.
1: talking to the fucker. Yeah, Who's brought all this danger upon them And you can see the
0: arrogance in Walt's eyes Like, I just became the king of the meth empire And no one can stand against me I'm in charge I'm on top So fucked And yeah, that arrogance only builds in season 5 So evil But that was the moment where Walt won And (laughs) The despair in Gus's eyes As he realizes, like, oh shit What? Uh, what yeah, <laughs> just, he's, yeah he can't get out oh and that Hector got to do it <laughs> remarkable with just a bell man just him and that bell so Hector gets to kill Max and Gus yeah in the long run <laughs> a big big FU he avenged the entire Salamanca family with his last breath yes he went out like a goddamn boss yeah like a euro like, like a Don
1: Don, <laughs> don Hector <laughs> yes oh man. Oh, how uh so cool that you can have the contrast of characters like this extremely like you know suburban family like the Whites. That's why they're called the Whites because it's like a very white family. <laughs> and then you have this like extremely evil like carto- Salamanca. You know, like it's amazing how you can tie these these people together in yeah. such fine fashion.
0: It's brilliant. You go. You got one more left. I do. That was number two. My number one is a lot less dramatic, but. Nowhere near as you know. It's a lot. It's it's still entertaining, and it's from season two, episode eight. Better call Saul. Hell yes. Your first, our first appearance of Saul Goodman, attorney at law, a total scumbag piece of shit who will do anything for the right price. The law means nothing to Saul Goodman. Yes. And he slipping Jimmy. Oh yeah, slipping Jimmy, and he figures out who Heisenberg is pretty immediately he goes and tracks Walt down to his school shows up and Walt is like oh shit what now what do I do is this still early Walt where he's not nearly as confident and Saul basically says you know if I could find you this easy think how easy the DEA could do it and Walt's like well what do you want and he's like well what did Tom Hagen do for Vito Corleone and Walt says I'm no Vito Corleone (laughs) Saul says no shit right now you're Fredo (laughs) (laughs) I think that's my favorite line In the whole goddamn show <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god No shit <laughs> That's one of those That's one of those Vince Gilligan gems That if you know You know Oh yeah he, so, he, he does that He does that a lot Yeah It's great So Saul basically says like, I'll be your lawyer And for a fee I'll keep you out of jail So if you wanna Keep keep making money And keep the money That you make Better call Saul <laughs> And he fucks off. It's brilliant. It's the beginning of my favorite character in the whole show, Saul Goodman. Yeah. Just the you know a criminal lawyer as Jesse calls him. Yeah. And the show would never have been the same without him.
1: Oh, so that's know, my number man. one, Bobby Odenkirk. What a legend! What a <laughs> great line. There's, there, my, I'll, I'll throw an honorable mention because it goes along with like that. He, yeah, uh, Vince Gilligan. Uh, one really cool scene when Jesse. Uh, Goes to kill Walter at his house. Yeah, um, and Walter's like Walter kind of catches on, like, oh, like this is Gus's plan. He had you, you know, sent to kill me the whole time. Really cool little bit, story wise, but the imagery of it is um, Jesse Pinkman, Pink, is standing over Walter White, White, with a gun, and it's like it looks the exact same as 1992's Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> When Mr. White is actually standing over Mr. Pink. It's wow. Reversed. And of course, those characters are definitely named after them. And you notice a certain uh, scheme with colors in the TV show. Walter wears green, or, you know, Dean wears, you know, orange. Uh, Hank, sorry. Uh, Marie wears purple. You know, they all have like, their colors. Uh, that's definitely a shout out to Reservoir Docs. And Vince <laughs> Gilligan has admitted this, even. So. That's brilliant. It's really cool. Yeah, I love that's that. That's awesome. I've that never stuff. noticed that. You never noticed that? I the, never noticed Him that. standing over him? Yeah, he's That's like, fucking brilliant.
0: you acting like a first-year fucking criminal! Yeah. Am I the only professional? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. Classic. Classic. So good. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that way back on episode five. Oh, yeah. Also, crazy thing that was uh, going through my brain while we were watching the movie. Um, Robert Forster and Jesse Plemons. The first movie I saw them two in, they're in Like Mike together. Like Mike, Ro- yeah, that was just one of those things I was r- racking in my brain. I was like, wow. have they been on the screen together before? Robert Forster is Coach Wagner of the L.A. Knights of like you know Bow Wow's team, and then Jesse Plemons is the bully, wow, who rips his Allen Iverson jersey at one point, which is a that's a dick move. You don't do that, man. You don't rip another <laughs> kid's jersey. But then there's another big scene where Jesse Plemons like it's a big line and like Mike, and he says, "I'm not an idiot." <laughs> It's great. Jesse Plemons is wonderful in that. But that's just that's just crazy how stuff like that comes full circle. Yeah. And now in Breaking Bad, you know, they're in the same show together. It's really wild. That is crazy. That's a movie from 2002. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> when Jesse Plemons could have not panned out as even an actor. You know, he was like 13, 14. You know, yeah.
0: Crazy. Well, Breaking Bad's a thing that, you know, boosted his career, too. For sure. Yeah.
1: And then and then Fargo, season two. Yeah. I'd say a lot of people love him in that, including myself.
0: Yeah. He's going to be in Jungle Cruise.
1: Yes, he is. <laughs> He's also in... There's something else he's going to be in that I was looking forward to. I don't know. He's, he was in an episode of Black Mirror. He's, yeah, he's, he's working. You know, he's a working guy now. Yes, he is. Good for him. Mm-hmm.
0: And that is our favorite moments of Breaking Bad. Yeah. There are so many other yeah, ones that I mean, are so great. I mean, yeah, we could go on forever.
1: It's really what day do you ask me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because um, you can go down time. the line and there's going to be ones you forget and be like, oh my god. Uh, that's the power of the show, though. So there's 62 really, really strong episodes. I'd suggest, if you're a big fan... Um, and this is to you as well, Connor, uh, yep. on the ringer.com, they ranked all 62 episodes, which is a lot of fun, but they do like a nice little, like write up on each one. That was a lot of fun to see where they, you know, like where they held importance. Uh, crawl space was number six. I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. That's a good, that's top ten's great. What was number one? Ozzy Ah, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, full measure was up there. Um, pilot was up there. So yeah, you know. There's big ones, it's tough with the show. Better Call right? Saul was up there as well, yeah. Because that's they're like, they, they talk, they write,
0: they're like, look, an introduction into. I'm Saul Goodman. Did you know yeah. that you have rights? <clears throat> the Constitution says you do. <laughs> that's my guy. Oh, god, that's my kind of guy.
1: <laughs> Love it. Better Call Saul. Wonderful. I cannot wait for that show to come back. <laughs> I need, I need, a, I need a TV
0: show to like, you know, to be excited for. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a while. Oh. Well, I think that about does it for yeah. our El Camino bonus episode. I had a wonderful time talking about Breaking Bad. Yeah, me too. I mean, we could, you know,
1: do this anytime. Yeah. Talk about characters, talk about specific episodes. It's one of those shows. it really is. It's very, very powerful. Um, and if you haven't watched it, shame on you. It's been on Netflix for yeah. fucking six years. <laughs> How did you get this far into this episode if you haven't seen Breaking uh, Bad? Like, why would you bother? Yeah, I even, I even told my girlfriend, I was like, man for to continue this relationship <laughs> moving forward i need you to have an opinion on breaking bad <laughs> i love you to death Brianna. you're you're my world but you had to watch breaking bad and i'm glad you did you watched it in like 2 weeks so that's love that's about right that's, that's that's like everybody though who yeah. like gives it a go they're like oh shit what have i been doing yeah yeah we to- <laughs> we told you we told you yeah absolutely told you it's one of those you'll get hooked yeah it's a, it's just it's just
0: one, really good storytelling really good storytelling wonderful well That wraps it up for us. Uh, This is bonus 10. Uh, I don't know when this will be released, but we recorded this on Sunday, October 13th. A couple days after El Camino, yeah. And uh, we got Trick or Treat coming out later. And I bet this will be out way after that. So hopefully you enjoy what we got coming in the future. And thanks for listening. Yeah, see you guys later.